It's hump day replay. Hump day replay. Yeah. <laughs> get this in hump day replay. My favourite day of the week. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Georgie, bro. He's done it again. It's hump day replay. the show about the daily talk show where we listen to a few highlights of the week and chat about them with people on the podcast. And today those people are Jess, Mason and Grace, the usual behind-the-scenes producing team of The Daily Talk Show. And producer of Hamish and Andy, Willosophy, uh, Tofop. I mean, he's got his own podcast, going, 20th Century. Keep going, there's keep a going, going. Here we go. <laughs> Chaser, you produce Chaser. Doctor, Chaser uh, Report. Chaser uh, Report. I think what that's else? actually, yeah, uh, Two Guys, One Cup, which is another one from Tofop Productions. Uh, Fofop, which is a spin-off podcast from Will Anderson's Tofop podcast. We should have kept going, George. Should have kept, <laughs> kept going, George. I think that's it, but I like. there's probably a few more that I'm just on autopilot on that I've just completely forgotten about. Uh, but yeah. It's Radio produce, Mike. Yeah, it's Radio Mike. Oh yeah, you didn't even say my name. <laughs> yeah, Radio Mike, sometimes podcast Mike, and also just Mike. But yeah, Radio Mike's fine. Thank you. Great. And you're also in a band uh, with Jack Post. Yes. Uh, release the sounds. A band and that has released seven songs in total, I believe. <laughs> so we're up there with some of the, like, we're up there with the Beatles, um, like all those big <laughs> bands that have lots of songs. We're definitely catching up to them. Quality over quantity. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah, a fan. We'd like to I, love, so. I love release the sounds. <laughs> oh, thanks, I'm pumped man. for the next, the next album. I've actually never heard someone say that they love release the sounds. <laughs> so that is just really refreshing. Thank you. And can I just say, uh, writing a song and broken guitar, I reckon, are my two faves. Oh, really? Cool. Just, like, just fun, nice and harmonies. can we go around the rest of the room yep. and everyone <laughs> yeah. else has their favourite song? Because I'm getting vibes <laughs> no one else has heard any of the songs. Is that true? Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. What about up. that one called Mikey Boy and Jack? And Jack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not one of ours. <laughs> That's you just describing the band. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, thanks, thanks, guys. No, no, the, the, surely the one, the one that you guys performed live on the Daily Talk Show, attached to string. Yeah, that's that's my favourite. I mean, Bit of a plug. Yeah, name mate. one other song. Uh, <laughs> he's got him. He's got him in a pickle. <laughs> I, no, here we go. There's something. There's one to do with a cat. Have you just Googled this? Is there? Is there I one? don't. No, okay. No, there's not, not one to do. Cat dog. You're probably thinking of, of oh, cat, cat dog. dog. Yeah. There okay. Yeah. Great. Which was yeah. unofficial. I, I'm the no, guys, I, for- I appreciate <laughs> whatever level you know of the band. I appreciate it. Thank you. We are a small band. We're still growing. But it would have been great if you guys just listened to the album before having me on. I mean, it's yeah. pretty insulting. You Ghost did in no my research. Next time. No, Sorry. Ghost That's in my okay. room. Yeah. I understand. We'll just keep Ghost in my room's good. Um, but, yeah, um, no, release the sounds is cool. <laughs> Sorry, man. I feel like I just keep talking over you. I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna let you talk. I'm no, no, gonna no, let you is, talk. I'm having perfect. a drink of my water. Okay, okay, okay great. So you well, guys talk for a bit. he's having a drink of water. Jess is drinking her milk. What are you having, Jess? Have you had your milkshake yet? Milkshake. <laughs> what is like it? a milkshake? It, what the, Jess that, was drinking something this. before the show. Yeah. Yeah. That, that magnesium that was. Oh, oh really? Don't careful. shit yourself. <laughs> Don't shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, right. Um, <laughs> no, I've had the um, required dosage. I haven't gone um, above Overboard. what you're supposed to have. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. So what's happening, Mike? How are you? How is, I mean, isolation's been tough. How are, how are you going? I'm going okay. Uh, I assume everyone here is in Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where the lockdown has been pretty bad. Um, yeah, I've been 
like kind of depressed because like I live by myself and have done for pretty much most of this lockdown period, uh, which was a terrible time to decide to move out by myself right before a global pandemic. But I'm doing okay. I've mm-hmm. just been like spending most of my time over the weekend playing the new Crash Bandicoot game, um, which is insanely hard, but a lot of fun. And I've been really enjoying that. Um, but other than that, like just pretty bored and really eager to get back out into the real world. Like most of us, I don't think anyone's like, I just hope COVID keeps going forever. (laughs) That would be awesome. But yeah. I mean, yeah. So I listened to your podcast, 20th Century Boy, great show, um, where you explore your identity and mental health through pop culture and video games and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, and it is very admirable what you've done lately. You just decided to take a little bit of a break to look after your mental health. So yes, I took a month off uh, because I just like, I was just starting to feel like the general burnout and fatigue of like, and you guys would probably have this like, cause you guys have like a proper job, which is working for big media company, but I assume you're all creative as well and like making your own stuff. And sometimes it's kind of hard to balance like having a job and having a career and trying to advance that Um, but also just wanting to have a creative outlet and like not having enough time or Mm. esteem or like brain power to to do all that stuff. So I I took a month off my podcast with no pre-warning to anyone. So I got a lot (laughs) of messages saying, hey man, the podcast hasn't been out for a month. Um, But yeah, I just needed some time to not do it, I guess. That's so good. I mean, this week on the Daily Talk Show, the boys were talking about this sort of stuff uh, emotional honesty, I think, was the language that Josh used. So I'll just play a little bit of bit of a grab here, and um, and we can have a chat about it. So how honest are we all about the emotional state that we're in? How much mm. trust do we have in the people around us that we can be honest? You pick up with it with uh, Sevs, and I'm like sensing that he's not feeling great. I'll straight away mm. be like, "How are you feeling? What's going on?" He's like feeling a little bit burnt out. It's like, well. Mm-mm. Just fucking have the weekend. Just enjoy it. And he's like, oh, I've just still got to Saturday. do. Don't work <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he was like, oh, I've still got snippets to do for the show. It's like, it'd be better off you not doing that. Us missing a Saturday and Sunday. Oh, yeah. And you feeling better on Monday. Acknowledging is honesty, whether it's to yourself or to somebody else. It's mm-hmm. like the, telling the truth about how you feel. Someone feeling the emotional state that you're in by saying, oh, everything's fine. You're actually like fucking up with their system of being able to read what's happening or to be able to provide help. And it just made me think about emotional honesty and how much benefit there is in actually telling people how you're feeling. Yeah, so that that burnout stuff, I think, I mean, I've felt it as well, just feeling completely swamped and Mm. just wanting to take a break. But I guess that's the great thing about where we are. Luckily, we can talk about it and take some time off. But Definitely, I know. It, I know it's hard to, to to allow yourself that time off. You know, if you're doing your own thing, like your own podcast, maybe you just need to. You think that you need to just keep going, keep going. But yeah, what what was the the sort of realization that you were actually tired and that you were burnt out? And how did you go from that to being able to be like, okay, like I actually need to take a step a step away from those creative things that you're doing to give yourself a little break. Yeah, I don't know. I think for me, like, often, because I, like, do a lot and I find it often, 
really difficult to say no, particularly to work. So I just take on anything, which which is a like a privileged position to be in when work is being offered to you a lot. And that's great. Um, but I think it just comes from that. Like when I first started in commercial radio, which was my first like proper radio job, like you just wanted that foot in the door. You just wanted any opportunity. So you'd never say no to to anything really. And I feel like I, it, it's, it's like a, it's like a habit to just say yes to everything that ended up starting to mean like, oh, I'm now just taking on so much work that I don't actually have any time to just like actually live my life and like play Crash Bandicoot on the weekend. Right. <laughs> so like, I think it just got to this point where I was just always working. I was always checking emails and then my podcast which was like which is like one of my favorite things to do and I really like it but it got to the point where every time I was sitting down to do it I was just tired and it felt like such a slog and I was just like oh I just I just don't want to do it this week which is a terrible thing to say about something that you love and something that like people really like listening to but I just felt like I need to like restructure again and figure out what I'm gonna spend my time on so yeah, yeah. Well, how how do you go? Because I feel like I'm probably in a similar boat. Like, just being the person saying yes to everything. How do you go from that expectation of like you're the person you'll say yes to whatever is thrown at you? How do you go from that to pushing back and be like, no, I've actually got too much on my plate. I don't know. I don't know the <laughs> answer to that question because like, and I think being a creative person who actually just like like we all love this industry like we all love podcasts and we all love media and making and creating so it it kind of feels it just sometimes feels like uh i guess arrogant to say no to something because you you want to do everything mm. but yeah i don't really know the answer to that i guess like i i'm always learning and i'm trying to trying to just move forward now knowing my skill set and just being able to say hey like as much as i appreciate this opportunity i don't know if it's the right thing for me um but again i i don't i don't consider myself an expert at handling yeah. any social situation <laughs> like that so don't take my advice <laughs> nah i mean i'm the same i can't I, i've always struggled with saying no to things and i'm getting a little bit better at it maybe but i don't know I don't think it's about saying no necessarily unless you really don't want to do it. I think it's about prioritizing and then um, opening up the conversation around what is more important right now, particularly when you're being delegated a task that it is something that you need to do. It's about um, having that discussion and saying, okay, what is more important on, you know, the scale of tasks that I have on my plate Mm. right now? Are we able to push it out a week or a month or, you know, you know if you don't want to do a piece of work. Like if you, mm. if you Mace were told that uh, you had to go and produce another podcast, and you're like, oh, actually, I, I'm not sure I have time for this right now. Mm. Tommy and Josh, um, let's chat about it. Let's chat about how we can alleviate some other work that we've got on, so that I can accommodate this, or um, you know, other other ways around it, kind of thing. Yeah. So sure. do you think do you think you're a good multitasker, Mike? I think I, oh, am I a good multitasker? I think so in a work setting because like mm -hmm. I juggle lots of different 
projects. Mm. No, not trying to brag or anything, but no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear the list? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But sometimes, like, sometimes I'm like in the middle of something, and then I'll get an email from someone else saying, "Hey, can you do this quickly for this?" And like, yeah, I feel like I'm good mm. at managing my time work-wise and meeting deadlines and stuff like that, but. I definitely struggle with multitasking and time management and relationship yeah. management in my personal life because I think I just prioritize work so much. Yeah, um, oh, totally. So yeah. It's the feeling of letting people down all the time. Like, Absolutely. Doing a yeah. quick job for this person and then that person's waiting for their thing and... Yeah. Yeah. And do you time. guys find like like I think your output, like the daily talk shows output on social media is incredible. Like the the output you guys are doing and the stories and the posts is just amazing. Like the presence is so good. And I think that you like I've tried to take a step back from social media because I feel like it's this really weird messed up like ranking system of people now where like everyone's kind of obsessing over followers and engagement and stuff which like yeah I guess that is important but I think it takes away some of the love of of doing doing the thing that you love doing because you're always Mm. wondering about the engagement on it and the followers and and all that kind of thing so yeah it can be pretty overwhelming to see everyone just churning out content and Mm. you feel like you have to do that to even keep up or keep relevant I suppose I find that quite hard yeah I mean, it's it's sort of like the the consideration of looking elsewhere to engage with people. Like I think the 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 conversation around you know email lists and us like being able to send once a week like a whole wrap up with a message from everyone from the team. You know, there might be some sort of like highlights package, or you know, we're promoting all our different podcasts through there. Like I think that's something that eliminates the. It, bypass, it bypasses that whole thing on Instagram where you're just like, you know, followers, like churning out content. You can mm. be a bit more intentional with it, which I think like, I think we're starting to consider that sort of stuff a little bit more than just, you know, what's what are we, how many times are we posting on Instagram a day? Yeah, I think that's yeah. important. Like, I think, I, I just think Instagram has this really weird way of like warping our sense of reality because you think that your value is linked to your profile and I think it's a series like we're all we're all young people here like I think we all know that social media isn't holistically bad but I I think it does a lot of bad for for our mental health and that's something like I I deleted my Twitter because I just found every time I was on Twitter I just felt annoyed at everyone and I was like why do I go on this website and read a bunch of stuff that just annoys me and then I log off and feel really angry at the world so yeah I've stopped using Twitter um, I'm not using Instagram as much and I'm just accepting that like if I can't if I don't post something every day it doesn't mean I'm like a bad creator or I'm a bad mm. like you know whatever it just means that I don't feel like I have to at, at the time yeah I agree have you guys felt um, it's been one of the positives that's come out of COVID is that you haven't been um, seeing everything that your friends are doing or, you know, people going out and having fun and living a life that maybe you don't have <laughs> or you aspire to have, that kind of thing. And it's Except your so friends in nice. Sydney. Well, and yeah. now it's beginning to pick yeah. up again. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's even like, even, like Grace, like your... My friends all in your Perth, mates in Perth. Well, they're all out and about. They're living yeah. normal life and it's so hard to 
go, well, my friends and family are living life and going to, you know, our favourite coffee shops and, you know, going to the local pub and, and seeing each other and going to the footy and things like that and I'm kind of stuck in a house in Melbourne and, oh. yeah, it's, it's hard to kind of – like I'm happy that, you know, they're safe and everything but it's also like, well, I kind of wish that was me, you know, and it's this like weird – this weird feeling totally. that when I see them – but other, but yeah, Jess, I get what you're saying. Like when yeah, lockdown like was it. on, like when everyone, like the whole country was kind of in lockdown, it was nice that, yeah, you didn't, no, there was no like envy online of no. people going out or people doing this or seeing this person. It was... Mm. Um, Being overseas and stuff yeah. like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because <sighs> that's the issue with social media. It's a comparison metric almost for uh, people to, yeah, uh, I guess aspire for a life that they don't have and it's all it's yeah. your um mm. yeah it's your highlights reel really isn't it as people yeah. say all the time and yeah it's something that I've really enjoyed not having and I feel like once we do start going back to normal I don't know I might need to restrict w- what I'm consuming on Instagram mm. and we no- all know that like the aimless scrolling specifically on specifically on Instagram is like not good for us because yeah as you said Jess like you are comparing yourself but you know you still do it like mm-hmm. You like yeah. as you were saying, Mike. Like, why do you go on Twitter? Like, why do you? Mm. Why do I scroll aimlessly on Instagram when I know that it's not helping my mental health? I will just say though, the fu- the funniest thing we were watching the social dilemma on Here the we weekend. Go. Here we go. <laughs> and Grace has just picked her iPhone up midway through, gone to Instagram, is just scrolling as we're watching it <laughs> and as they're talking about all the all the bad side effects of social media. What am I doing to myself? <laughs> Like Instagram is designed to like pretty much be to work like a pokey machine. Mm. Like even like the thing of like pulling your finger down, scrolling, bam, you might get a big reward. You might not like it's, it's all designed to be addictive. And it's actually like, it's actually horrible Mm. that they've, they've done this. Like they've specifically designed these apps. So people spend as much time as possible on them to see as many ads as possible. And Mm -hmm. it's quite disheartening that like the world we live in is like, someone's like, we need to make a lot of money off a lot of dumb people who will just look at their phones and we're all guilty of it. Like we're all allowing people. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. It's it's quite, and that's sort of what's part of what the social dilemma was saying, I mm. suppose. Like how it's all algorithmically programmed to manipulate us, and yeah, I find it so crazy. It is ridiculous. But then it comes back to that yeah. whole thing of like when you're posting your own content and it doesn't get seen by anyone, you you feel depressed. That's <laughs> 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 because yeah. the algorithm just like has mm. kept it away from everyone. You're like, man, why am I even? Why do I post this? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? But you actually uh, wrote a song about this whole topic, pretty much the yes. Instagram song. Great one. Thank you. Uh, We've all heard it. We've all heard it. My favorite. It's in my favorites. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's um, in my top five of the seven. <laughs> <laughs> my most liked playlist. Yeah. Oh, great. Good. At least someone put it in. <laughs> <laughs> but I love hearing you talk uh, about your knowledge of music. You've got a great brain for music and oh, pop cool. punk and all that sort of stuff. Thanks I've never really up. been into that kind of, I, I never, it, it wasn't my scene really, but I'm, you know, now I'm listening to a little bit. Uh, what was your scene? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. What was my scene? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So the, so the, the much cooler. The, yeah. Yeah. That's actually a band. <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> <not a scene. laughs> the, the funny thing is like, I, 
I would I would say that I'm a Red Hot Chili Peppers guy, but only because of Californication. I haven't listened uh, to any other of their songs. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm what Cal- songs do you know? Californication scene. That's my scene. <laughs> Actually, I really like I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot. Like, yeah. uh, certainly not part of the pop punk scene that uh, you've labelled me as being. <laughs> <in> <laughs> uh, but I really like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think they have a lot of great songs outside of Californication. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Including, by the way, um, give it away. Under the bridge, give it away. Wait, was Under the Bridge from California? Under the, uh, yeah, it was yeah. from that album. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, well, don't worry about that one. It's a great uh, album. They they actually had an album recently called The Getaway, I believe, and uh, it was quite good. So I recommend go. checking that one out. I haven't listened to much of their later stuff. More of a more of an earlier stuff kind of guy. Yeah. More of a, <laughs> Old that school. original scene, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, OG. But the, the original RHCP scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all know. We know, all know I was going to get a tap, but decided that might have been a bit much. <laughs> um, the reason I bring it up is because this week, uh, Jess revealed herself to be a bit of a punk chick. Awesome. Rock chick. Great. Uh, from when she was growing up. So Wait, so she was a punk chick and a rock chick, or was she a punk rock chick? She was a lot of chicks. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> chicks, to be honest. You should, okay. uh, she was a simple plan chick. For some reason, Simple Plan seems to be one of the most mocked of the. They get a bad rap. They get a bad rap. Nickelback. Yeah, but hang on. If we're talking like pop punk bangers, like Simple Plan, look, I'm I'm gonna put it out there. They have some pretty good songs. Jet lag. Great pop punk. Love jet lag. Great hates it. I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry, Judge, I interrupted. It sounded like you were going to do one of those flashback things. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I'll yeah, let you do that. You've it. So I've just cut together a few a few of the moments when I guess we were Fantastic. talking about music. I mean, there's many, many moments, but these are just mm-hmm. a few. Can I say that the song Original Prankster mm-hmm. by The Offspring is one of my favourite songs of all time? Perfect is one of my favourite songs of all time. <laughs> it's a good song. I'm not even joking. Love Perfect. I fucking love Deep House. I yeah. love old school rock and roll. Don McLean. Emo okay. music, pop, folk. I love Screamer. What's your favourite thing about Missy Higgins? Um, I just like her vocals. He left a card, a bar of soap and a scrubbing brush next to a note that said use these down to your bones. Come on! Yeah, come on, Mason! I've been listening to uh, Ed Sheeran and Andrea Bocelli, The Perfect Symphony. God, you're in love, aren't you, fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, that, that was really confusing because I thought it was going to throw to daily talk show yeah. highlights and then the first one was me and I didn't remember <laughs> saying that. But uh, um, that song, Original Prankster, I think I was lying on the show because my favourite Offspring song is really? a song called Spare Me the Details. That is a great song if you know it. Jess, I'm sure don't you know, know it. it. I actually don't know that one. I don't mean, know I obviously one. know Original Prankster. Yeah, Original Prankster's pretty good it's a, yeah. it, it is the original <laughs> offspring highlight song but spare right. me the details great very, oh, i know that very, song very good song yeah, yeah no, you would totally you would have yeah, heard yeah. it you would have heard it it's pretty Do you know popular what? i have an issue with knowing like names of songs mm. does anyone yeah. else find that yeah, as well and like names too. of albums and stuff these days mm-hmm. it's like when you don't have the physical copy you guys youngsters wouldn't know this <laughs> but we used to get things called <laughs> cds and yeah, so uh, fresh <laughs> So fresh. So yeah. fresh. Oh, yes. Yeah, you just don't know it because it just mm. skips on your Spotify now. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a CD player, Mike? 
Oh, I do have a CD player. Not not in this, not in my new place, but I did have, I used to collect CDs. Um, I had pretty much every pop punk album you can think of. I've got it on CD. Oh, and there is also right. a release the sound CD, which you can, uh, we still have a few, so you can buy them if you wanted to. You don't have to. You have it on record as <laughs> well? No, there's no vinyl for release the sounds. Okay, well, it was really expensive. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We didn't. We barely broke even on the band, so I don't know if it's worth <laughs> trying to trying to spend more money on it. <laughs> but, but yeah, we'll see. Could you imagine one day just like dropping it in like a, an old um? You know how people always have like these old records mm. that they sell at like a Sunday market or whatever. Yeah. You just go and drop a few around, and then <laughs> one day he's gonna pick it up. And be like, I'll just give this one a shot. I'm sure there's some old like. <laughs> awesome rock band. Yeah, Ghost in the Bedroom. <laughs> and then just one day they'll just start pumping out your music. That'd be really cool. Okay. What's if someone thought we were like an underrated classic from yeah. the 80s that no one knew about, <laughs> that'd be yeah. great. What's, what is the deal with um, getting the CDs made? Because I remember like it, back in, oh, not even back in the day, but just like I remember <laughs> when ago. you, yeah, yeah. I remember when you could get like CDs and just put them through the printer and it'll like print. Burn print them. your little yeah 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 we, you can burn them and print covers on them yeah i remember that we had a printer that could do that as well and my dad oh, he's not gonna like this but we used to go to blockbuster which for you younglings <laughs> was a place where you rented <laughs> dvds and dad would burn the dvds like you could copy the movies and just oh, pretty great. much steal them um so, so and then he would print the title with the printer, like instead of handwriting, like, oh, it's cheaper by the dozen too. He would put it in the printer and like print the title on it. Oh, um, right. So that was really good. But yeah, we used to, oh God, I, I'm outing myself, but we used to burn every DVD at, yeah. at Blockbuster and just keep it. Sorry, Blockbuster, Jeez. we went out of business. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't <laughs> your fault. Um, what was the original question? Because it just certainly the, wasn't the, about Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, the no, CDs. Just, just, yeah, just the pro- like getting the CDs made. Like, was that, what's, what's the deal with that? It's actually really funny. So Jack organized most of it, but we just went to some printing company that printed CDs and they also print the cases. And um, on the, I don't know, I assume none of you have a release the sound CD, which is again, totally fine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. But you can actually, still buy them. Georgie Boy, do you have one? Do you have one? I don't. Okay. On this, on the CD, on the case, right, there's like on the spine of the case, so you guys all know what the spine is, I assume. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's like, it just, you know how like on a CD you'll see like release the sounds, uh, like whatever the CD yeah. is, and then on the like left there might be like just a bunch of like copyright symbol and like a number, like 2594 TM whatever, like a bunch of code, CD code or something, you know, um, that, that's on the release, the sound CD. Like if you look at it, just a bunch of random letters and numbers and stuff, but it doesn't mean anything. Jack just said, I saw, saw this on another CD. So I just copied it and put it on else to make it look official. So if you like go to any CD you have, you'll see there's just a bunch of writing on the spine aside from the title. And on the release, the sounds one, we've just stolen that from someone else because we thought it made it look more legit. Copyright universal music. Yeah, because it looks like it's like a, a legal thing that you just have to have somewhere on the CD, this information. It's like, it just, mean, it just means nothing. I mean, you could have missed out on quite a few maybe opportunities if some sort of like music manager or scouter or whatever was like looking to find you guys and sign you up. So mm. maybe you yeah. guys should actually link that up properly. 
<laughs> I mean, we could, the but is the, is the joke funnier than the success? <laughs> I say yes. Yeah. Definitely. Did you ever have any piercings as a kid? Nah, I never had any piercings or tats or anything like that. I'm just not, yeah. I'm not cool enough. I'm just oh. not cool enough to do that kind of stuff. I'm just so bland. I had a friend <laughs> who had an earring um, when he was like 16 and I was like, dude, you got an earring. What the hell? Like it's never yeah. even crossed my mind to go and get my yeah. ear pierced or anything. Did you have a piercing? Uh, so I got my friend to pierce my ear in, yeah, in year 12. Oh, and wow. How did it turn out? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing. I completely forgot about this. I actually got it kind of stretched a little bit. I was stretching Ooh. it at school with the um, the little cone-shaped thing, you know, like the little kind of triangle that you – so it's it's a thick on one side and skinny on the other side and you've got to push it through. Oh. Do you still have it or did it close nah, it's, up? No, it's, it's gone. It's closed up. But um, mm. it didn't my get dad, stretched. My dad had piercings growing up. Um, yeah. I guess that's I guess that's what led him to the life of stealing movies from. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my my dad had an ear piercing, and he has two. He wasn't allowed to get tattoos. For, his mum wouldn't let him, so he did his own tattoos, and he still got them. And I oh. think he always regretted it. And um, he always told me and my brother, don't don't get piercings, don't yeah. get tattoos. So I feel like that voice is just like <laughs> stuck in my mind. Um, yeah, fair but enough. Yeah. Nah, so that was about as punk as I got as a kid. More punk than me. Nah. What it, I mean, Jess, you were you were real into the sort of like emo and screamo music. You, I, I mean, you, you even like. I'm, actually, I'm going to Grace here. I want to know what Grace is. <laughs> I want to know what you've done. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what you've done. What do you mean? I've done nothing. I'm. Pretty bland too. I was well, so what, into... what music? What scene were you in? Yeah, what scene? Probably like the top forty scene. <laughs> top forty. <laughs> you were a so Good fresh scene. gal. Yeah, I was a so fresh gal. Um, I don't know. Whatever my, it was, whatever my brother was listening to, really, mm. which actually was Pete Murray. He used to love that, Pete Murray. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I was pretty like mainstream. Didn't really go into any of the punk rock kind of scene. All my friends yeah. have better music tastes than me, so. Um, yeah, Sounds like it, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> <Just joking>. <laughs> <laughs> but my music tastes better than Mason's. That's all. Good. Yeah, no, that's true. What do you I do always, to Mace? I always get criticised for my music taste. It's all over the Ed place. Ed Sheeran like and Justin Bieber. It, no, it's Ed just Sheeran, Justin, Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber. His new song, Holy. That's a great oh, song. Um, I will say. I've got to say, Justin Bieber's had so many bangers in the last like five years or so. Like, sorry, love yourself. The other mean. one. Where are you? Where are you now? No. What do you mean? What do yeah. you mean? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mistletoe was was a good Christmas uh, one. Oh, that's Grace so Grace knows Eeny Meeny off off the top of her head. I've have so not no heard baby. that one. <laughs> I know baby no. as well. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was never in love with Justin Bieber. You know how that there was like people who went through phases of like, I'm gonna marry Justin Bieber. Like, oh my god. Like, I was never like into him, but. For some reason, I knew his music. Word for so, word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a lot like you were definitely into him. Like, <laughs> I know, I promise like, oh, I'm you. I'm not I into him at all, but I know all his music off by heart and I just know everything I know about where him, he but lives. I'm not into him. What if you'd gone to one of his concerts? No, he did come to Perth, but yeah, I didn't go to his concert. Was there I just pushback f- on that? or I wasn't a fan. I remember one of my mates, it would have been year 10, Justin Bieber was coming to Melbourne and he wanted to know if we all wanted to go and see Justin Bieber. 
But it was a resounding no from the entire group. So really, it would yeah. Have been yes, yes. yes yeah, no, I would have been fired up. I would have gone to Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, it'd be a great show. Yeah, I love going to those big. I mean, you can't do it anymore. But mm. went to Drake. That was probably the biggest pop been show I've been to. Yeah, wow. It was okay. Not much of a story. Not all your scene. I went nah, to Beyonce. Really <gasps> Did you? Oh, that oh, would have been that great. Been good. It was so good. Was that a Rod so Laver? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, it was the best. Except people stood up the whole concert. I'm, uh, really, I'm not about that. Like, yeah. um, like, it's good for like one or two songs, but then I just want to sit back and enjoy it and not have to stand Me up. too. And, I don't know yeah. about a mosh pit. Push. I reckon get cancel mosh pits. Get rid of them. <laughs> they are now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I love, like, just a seated concert. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I talked about this on my podcast once where, like, my ideal concert is just me sitting on a chair in front of the yeah. stage watching. Like, I don't want to stand up. I don't want to see any support acts. I want to walk in, sit on a seat. My favourite band plays maybe 10 songs and then goes, thank you very much, good night. And I I'm go, great, yeah. that was yeah, amazing. Great. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. No, but it's a whole experience. You know, no, going, getting early, being no, in the mosh pit early. That's no, what I what hate you need about live music. No, yeah, hold on. The, it, the experience of or live music mates. is the thing I hate about live music. Like, I just want to... I love live music, mm. but I hate the experience <laughs> of live music. There is a, it is a, like right. a long day and it's a long process, but yeah, I just yeah. think it just like adds to it. It's Especially if you need a wee. <sighs> I mean, Blues Fest in Byron Bay, the, the people that go to that are like you, I reckon, Mike. They, they get there at 10 in the morning, they set up their chair and they sit there and they watch the bands. And then they go. They're not like, there's no standing up or anything. There's no like pushing. It's just like they're there for the okay. music. And there not for the for music. Else. No, uh, get yeah. on my shoulders and yeah. cheers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, just sit on the chair, watch <laughs> the band. Then we can leave and go home. That's what I want. <laughs> if, if, a band, if I would pay good money to see a band do a show like that, just, I'd be great. Uh, well, I guess no one would, it's not really financially viable to just be like, we'll sell one, <laughs> ticket, one ticket and you get to sit on one chair. <laughs> do you know what though? I have been to a concert like that. Um, it was a boy and bear and they came to Bendigo and it was at the new, it's called a lumber theater and it's like proper theater seating. And dad and I just went and sat there and it was so nice. No one got up awesome. and they would have been, they're also well. not about yeah. encores. And I hate encores so much. And they were like, this is our last song and we don't do encores. So we're going after this. So enjoy it. Wow. And oh, it that's just the best experience. Big power move. Big power yeah. move. <laughs> I mean, so Mike, you uh, help out on the Hamish and Andy show. You're a producer there. We had Andy. Good segue. Good segue. <laughs> oh, with the cow <laughs> <with the laughs> <laughs> No, the just, no there, was just, there was no segue. <laughs> it's like, yep, and now we're going to this. <laughs> Next <laughs> like, It's like you're like reading the run sheet. It's like, I have to get to this. I have to get to this, whether it makes sense or not. All right, so you do Hamish and Andy's. <laughs> no, you're doing it. You're actually doing a great job, man. Really, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, I mean, is there anything more you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any no, other no, feedback no, so far? Not now. Not <laughs> now. <laughs> now I just want to go to the next part. Yeah. Okay. Just, said Sorry, the, just said the story about boy and bear, and I thought, well, that's a pretty good spot to end that. Terrible <laughs> 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 um, story, Jess. <laughs> no, because you, you could have been like, speaking of boy and bear, they were on Hamish oh. and Andy, and Mike, you work on that show, but I don't think they were on Hamish and Andy, so it wouldn't yeah. work. But anyway, man, right. you're doing a really good job. Don't Thank let you. me well, fuck you around. Are you <laughs> Have I just ruined the show? No, nah, no, nah, nah, it's all good. Andy was on the show uh, this week. 
yeah, I listened to that. I listened to that ep. It was, it was a great really episode. good. Yeah. So, I mean, they talked about in-jokes uh, and segments and stuff like that, which is a bit that I want to play here because cool. I think uh, you'll have a bit to say on it. Segments can come and go. You can get used to them. Some can um, uh, can fall away. Um, Pizza Lotto has probably seen it uh, the end of days. You need to give people enough things to hold on to but then keep variety so it feels fresh each time for them and that's a balance we're trying to do. We still want the show to be accessible for all. It's not about going mega fans, you'll enjoy this, you'll have no idea where you're up to if you just tune in. There are in-jokes that we're not going to try to um, explain yeah, and mm-hmm. they just roll past but they're moments and so the deeper listener will laugh at those moments but for those who don't know, hopefully they just fly on by and you didn't mm-hmm. even know that you missed mm-hmm. out on anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all makes so much sense. Like the other thing that he said was with the podcast, you could go back to the start and listen all the way through and you didn't need to know anything from the last 10 years of radio or whatever. Um, mm. I mean, how is that? Like, is there, a, is there a meeting at the start of the year saying this is what we're going to do? And No, um, there's yeah. no – there's never been – like I've worked on the podcast for three years. I did a little bit on the radio show in the last year of Drive. Um, there's never been a there's never been like a big plan of like this is us mapping out the whole year. In fact, it's pro- probably the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, and a lot of it, I think like often Hamish will just come in with an idea that's like really zany and wacky and totally him and. Andy would just say, great. And then we just kind of run with it. Um, But we don't, like, we rarely really plan anything very far ahead. Like, it's often just like, we're looking maybe two or three weeks ahead. At the moment in the podcast, there are a lot of, um, like, floating storylines or, like, like not storylines, like little, you know, plates spinning in the air. There's a few things going on. There's, you know, the loyalty cards, um... Gosh, now I'm having a mental blank <laughs> something that I should not have a mental blank on. But, like, there, there's just lots happening, and I feel like that's when you're kind of thinking, like, how does this finish and how? Mm. Did, what is the goal of this? And there doesn't have to be a goal, I don't think, but it's well, just they've always of, been so good at that, like, planting little seeds throughout the year and then just, like, seeing which ones become mm. these, these bigger things. Mm, um, totally. With the segments, like, I feel like your show, you've got great segments as well. Thanks, man. And, you know, you've got a – what I love with your show and Hamish and Andy is they've, you know, you've got heaps of different segments that you pull in at different points and they follow on to the next episode occasionally or you can leave them for a few weeks and bring them back. I mean, yeah, we don't have that. That's, that's something that I want to get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get but it. you, you got to get, get there. But that was actually uh, the thing I always – because I, like, love Hamish and Andy. I grew up listening to Hamish and Andy and their show was, like – like they were my best friends growing up pretty much like like a lot of people like you just love their show and i loved that there were all these segments on their show and that like when i made my podcast i was like i want to have seg like i want it to be sort of like that where it's like oh this you know this week on Hamish and Andy we're doing pizza lotto but next week we might be doing tell us someone you haven't thought of for a while and then we're doing upset andy and there's just all these different segments that are like these familiar little bursts that you know and then elsewhere in that episode of the podcast there's totally new stuff that isn't you know an established segment right Mm -hmm. and so yeah i've i've got a few segments on 
my show, one of them that I really, really like doing is called Lost in Translation, where mm-hmm. I take a lyric uh, from a famous song, for example, a Justin Bieber song, <laughs> and then I, like a well-known lyric, and then I put it into Google Translate through 20 different languages and then change it back to English, and then I, I read that out, and then you the listeners have to guess what the original song was. Um, and most weeks a few people get it. There was one week when no one got it and I, I can't even remember what this, oh, it was, it was Piano Man by Billy Joel, which just got, which just got, as the name suggests, it got totally lost in translation. <laughs> no one was able to figure out what it was. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. And then I just, yeah, I just try to have a variety of different things. I've got this guy uh, called Nacho Cheese, who's an anonymous fan of my podcast who sends a message of support to all the listeners once a month um that's called nacho cheese's monthly update and i have no idea who this guy is but he leaves a voice message once a month and i've turned that into a segment um yeah just i think that variety is really important in a show totally i mean you've managed to create like such a great community and having all these people listening and and responding to the segments much like hamish and andy um with the Power Moves book. What's, yes, you produced that. How how was that whole experience? <laughs> well, I I just created the title producer of of uh, the Power Moves book, which is a segment on Hamish and Andy. I don't know if I was necessarily a producer, but basically, like on the Hamish and Andy show, I just take you you probably do this as well. Um, ninety seven. I just take a detailed sort of list of notes on everything that happens in the show. Essentially, so if we ever need to find something in Hamish and Andy, I can just search for it and then we go, okay, that happened in episode 23, 2018. Let's just grab that grab and, uh, you know, it just, it just mm-hmm. it makes it, it's just information for you to find stuff. And so I log every single power move on the show and every person who writes it in. So with the Power Moves book, I basically had to choose the top 100 power moves Um make sure all those people were uh, consenting to having their, their power move published. And then I had to give an, a, a description of what the illustration of that power move should look like and where the punchline should sit and how everything should be framed. And it's much harder to, to give descriptions of that than you might think. Like, yeah, cause sometimes you like, you, you read the power move and you're like, Oh, how would you, how would you draw this? Like, how would you draw this to communicate? Because like in a video, if you, if it was a vid- video or an animation, it'd be so easy because you just animate the whole thing. But with a still image, you kind of have to have one image on the left that sets up a joke and one image on the right that's right. sort of the punchline. And there's no motion to convey what's happening. It kind of just has to be, you have to be able to look at it and understand. It's almost like, spot the difference like one thing should change between the photos to communicate what's actually happened so that was that was pretty hard but we got it done is is that you communicating the description to the illustrator or to the person who wrote in uh to the illustrator so we had an illustrator called grace west who was who was a great illustrator who did a really good job capturing it um but yeah just lots of back and forth with Grace, Andy, and Andy's friend Hogs, who's the book publisher, who also features on the show. Just trying to like, like you wouldn't believe the meticulousness of like, oh, you know, does this guy have to have his fist closed or opened or, you know, whatever it is, yeah. these mini details to be like, 
where is the punchline of this and does it communicate well? And a hundred power moves, just going through each of them, looking at every single detail and, or like, does this guy need to be facing that way or this way? So yeah, that was a really unique project. And uh, I don't know if my name is credited in the book. I assume it's not, (laughs) but rest assured, this guy produced it. It's on record here. (laughs) Do you have a favourite? A favourite power move. That you can Uh, remember? Yeah, there is one really good one that I I don't know whose power move this is, um, but it's in the book. I think it's one of the later ones in the book. So if you order a book, look out for it. And it's like, it's something along the lines of this. It's like if you're in a lecture hall and someone is giving a lecture, say, at a university and make make direct eye contact with the lecturer and then put your hand up and say, could you please speak up a bit? I can't hear you, right? Mm-hmm. And then the person is a bit frazzled, so they start speaking a little bit louder and then halfway through the lecture, shake your head and just walk out of the room. <laughs> it's just like, and then they just have no idea what's going on, but they have to keep doing the lecture. I, I just thought that one was so funny and the illustration is great. And that's as well. great. That's terrifying. I, I read one, one of them was um, you get into your friend's car, uh, but you sit in the back seat, not in the passenger seat. That's in the book. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. I like the, the one, yeah, the, the um, when someone says which job they do, you say, oh, how'd you fall into that? <laughs> it's in or the you book. put their job in quotation marks. That's another Both of one. those are in the book. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. He's clearly got the top 100. <laughs> <laughs> there was... um. I don't know if I made it into the book, but there was one where if you get pushed into a pool... It's in the book. It's in the book. (laughs) (laughs) If you get pushed into the pool... You You pretend you're drowning. You pretend you're drowning and you just float up to the top and then someone has to dive in to to come save you. (laughs) And then you say, knew you'd do that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's that's in the book. That's definitely in the book. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That's my favourite one, sorry. (laughs) We've all gone around. (laughs) So, speaking of community and, you know, the co- podcast How's community. How's that segue, Mike? How's that? Is yeah. that good? <laughs> you mean community of the TV show? Because yeah. we weren't talking about that. <laughs> it is good, but we were not talking about it at all. Podcast community. Uh, the Daily Talk yeah, Show uh, has its gotcha. own little community. And I know you've got a, you've got a great community. The Gronk Squad. Gronk, Gronk Squad. Gronk Squad. You've got it. And so... So, I'm, I must have missed the... I missed the episode where... Gronk Squad was invented because I don't really know what it means, but I think it's cool. <laughs> well, okay. well, I think there was so Tommy wanted Team Gronk and okay. Josh wanted Gronk Squad. Right. I'm pretty sure. And it was yep. with Pete Shepard, Tall Gronk. He um he okay. gave the go ahead to go for Gronk Squad. I think nice. well the theory the the meaning of Gronk is someone who is uh not quite perfect and always looking to improve. And so that's what we all are. That's what I, we say anyway. I literally wrote a definition of Gronk today, which is oh, weird did that you? you brought it up. Yeah. So Gronk, noun, is a person <laughs> that is totally lacking in fashion sense and or social skills. So uh, <laughs> quite offensive. Right. Um, everyone who listens to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jess. <laughs> you are terrible fashion. I thought the same thing. I, I actually wrote afterwards. I said, so that def- definition may not ring true. <laughs> for the majority of Gronks, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. No, I think we've we've got our own little take on it. But Gronk is an invented word, right? It's not a real word. No, word. 
Or is it a real word? It's an urban dictionary. Is that it's right, Jess? Okay, that made up though. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, I think it is an, ac- an actual word. But I think it's pretty 90s. Yeah, okay. Is it cool. GB? Cool. It's your saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's my saying. Um, and so... It's Urban Dictionary. Are you, are, what are you doing? Are you looking it up? It's all made up, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. An unintelligent and callous person. <laughs> God, that's very just, different to what you guys were saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just insulting all the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Your, your version was like... When they decided it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. it's uh, Mr. 97's birthday coming up. On the November first. one, November one, he's turning twenty-one. Wow, you're so young, you're <laughs> so much more accomplished than me. Uh, no, I mean you're producing much, you're way more podcasts than he is. So. And I, <laughs> I, George, I, you good, George? <laughs> before we um, before we started this recording, I said there was one thing I wanted to bring up oh, yeah. about Mister Ninety Seven. Well, I just wanted to put it out there that. I, my ATAR was 96.35. Oh, really? But considering I graduated five years before you, maybe we adjust for inflation. I'd actually probably be like 98. Yeah, we'd be year. 3% a year, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, wow. Yeah, 97 is, is very good. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what subjects did you do? I did uh, psychology, English. Oh, uh, IT, which I duxed. I right. was the dux of IT. Right. And then I did literature and further maths. Okay, which great. My, well, I mean, you did worst. go up as well. Well, for, that's further maths goes down. I can confirm that. Um, I, and I, so I does IT. Top. Went down, yeah. Was that, it's, was that great? further maths the top one? No, bottom. Okay. Yeah, further maths was my know. worst. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you did, you did psychology and uh, lit as well, so that's they're harder subjects than what I did. So, what did you do, Mason? Uh, I did the two ITs: software development and informatics. Oh. And oh, then, wow. and then I did yeah Another English. IT boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> English, uh, further maths, uh, business management, and accounting. Actually, oh, nice, this would be man. Mason. You're a very quick typer, I reckon. Really? Yes. Should we? I reckon my my WPM's not that great. What do you reckon it is? Oh, I mean, high scores are around a hundred, like above a hundred, I believe. Who type very fast? Like a hundred, I, f- I feel like like a hundred and five, hundred and tens are very Let, good words. Let's just say if you want to do IT at high school, you got to have fast fingers. Like <laughs> you, you just, you've got to have fast fingers. If you can't keep up with the typing of the rest of the class, you're not going to ducks IT. Yeah. You're not going to ducks it. You just wait. Did you well, ducks mean- either of the ITs? Mason? No, I was very close. I was. Oh well, that's what they all say. Yeah, I missed out by one point. But the the oh. the, anno- the annoying thing. I mean, well, actually, not annoying. The good thing was, like, one of in the software development, I I can't code and I can't develop any programs, and so yeah. I was great at the theory, but not the practical. And so one of my mates gotcha. was great at the practical and bad with the theory. So. We essentially just did each other's things. Oh wow! Um, yeah, Collusion. and the teach and the teacher <laughs> gave a lot of help on assignments. So, um, thanks, Mr. Totes. <laughs> can I can I tell a quick story about uh, IT in Year Twelve? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been sitting on this for eight years, guys. <laughs> okay, so, um, and so we, we we will get to your birthday, Mason. But I could get into a lot That's of okay. trouble for this. So, 
Um, there was this guy in my IT class. So I got a 48 in IT, just, just putting it out there. There's this guy in my IT class. His name was David Uber and he was very good at IT. He was the likely ducks. He was most likely going to ducks the subject. He had a twin brother who the year before did IT and he got a 50. So everyone was looking at David to match the 50. Now, and this is the part where I could get in trouble. In the exam, the first part of the um, the first part of the exam was multiple choice. So you have your little multiple choice sheet, mm. and everyone knows. Don't pretend you don't know. Multiple choice, great place to cheat. Great because <laughs> like you can usually see everyone else's answers, so you can do a little peek to the side, compare yeah. your answers. Funnily enough, David <laughs> Uber is on the adjacent seat to me, and I. You know, I'm checking over my exam and I see that his multiple choice sheet is exposed. So I look over at it. The last question, we've got different answers, right? And I think to myself, well, it's David Uber. (laughs) He's obviously right. So I change my answer to what he said. When the answers to the exam come out, it turns out I was the one that had the right answer. And I've changed my answer to David's because I thought... He would have it Freaking right. David. Trust if yourself. I got that question right, could have gotten a 49 or oh, even a 50. No. Yeah. I, so I'll never... F- but, but at the end of the day, I did end up beating David. So David, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. Uh, I hope <laughs> IT is treating you well. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, I, sorry, uh, sorry I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not a, not a competition either, but I got a 49, so... Did you actually? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. 97 just likes one-upping me in every, yeah. <laughs> every single thing. And soon you'll be producing 10 podcasts as opposed to my nine. <laughs> so it is his birthday coming up and uh, with COVID, we've had to think laterally, I guess, about ideas that we could, we could do for his birthday. So this is a little brainstorming sesh. Cool. What's something special that we can do? For Sev's yeah. for his twenty first birthday. Yeah, I mean we were thinking about doing Scouts the hall party, Scouts mm-hmm. Hall party. And so there is an element that we have to be conscious of the lockdown, so it could be virtual. We need someone to organise it for us. That's what yeah. we're saying. That's what mm-hmm. we're pleading for. Not to put the pressure on G B, but surely there's gotta be a, a montage of yeah. uh ninety seven moments. Oh yeah. Let that sit, George. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, I'll put it in Asana. Happy birthday to you. Happy. Keep going. Give, you give almost had it. Happy birthday <laughs> to could, you. Could you harmonize, please? Yeah. Happy birthday, dear Josh. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> that was beautiful. I had to put that in. <laughs> I remember that. Um, that, was, that was so good. So Great up. Great harmonies. It's like that- Michael Scott from The Office when he has to harmonise the birthday song all the time. No Does one he- else knows? Okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched The Office. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I am the king of harmony. I can harmonise anything. Oh, really? I love he's that. He's put out a big call. Sorry, well, everyone, I, can't, like, I oh, can't. So, is he serious? Okay, no, sorry. I wasn't being serious. <laughs> <laughs> but Mason, you actually have quite a good voice, man. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, and I did another thing. He's trying to take from me. <laughs> <laughs> another thing. <laughs> no, it's it's 
it's uh, like I remember we had um the the Australian boys choir came to primary school, mm-hmm. and so we did we did like a whole singing thing for that, and I ended up doing maybe like a year or two in the maybe a year a year in the Australian boys choir, and it got to the point where we had like camps and stuff, and it was just real weird. So I I ended up pulling a sickie and complaining to the teacher for mum to come pick me up, and the camp was like three hours away. But it's definitely like a it's definitely a confidence thing. Like you just don't want to sing. Like it's, yeah. No, do you? <laughs> oh, we, sorry. Were you asking me? Or I no, 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 no. I'm just saying for me, for me, it's a, yeah. I don't know. I don't um, like singing that much in front of other people. I love singing. I, I actually really like singing. I sing in the car. I sing in the shower. I sing all the time. Um, I just think it's a really fun hobby. I play guitar. I like singing. I don't know. I think singing is a is an expression of the soul. I don't actually think that. It just sounds <laughs> yeah, it great, though. <laughs> Thank you. No, but I actually I really like singing. I think um it's a, it's an instrument yeah. in itself. Another I love thing your... I thought just sounded cool. <laughs> so <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> You've got some great videos on Instagram. The um turning like Eminem songs into acoustic versions of if a guy was performing it in the corner of a bar. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I I did the song. I did "Without Me" by Eminem as an acoustic song. Like, well, actually, exactly what exactly what Georgie Boy just described. Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why sorry. I started saying exactly the same thing that he just said. Um, but that was just like I was just bored, yeah. and I was just like, like, oh, what would this song sound like? Okay, I'm just I'm about to say it again as an acoustic song, and, uh, and, and I did it. You can go check that out. It's pretty. It's it's pretty funny. I guess whatever. Yeah, <laughs> So if we were to do some sort of virtual game, I know that you, with your Discord, like your Discord is just mental. It's, oh, are um, you in it? I didn't know you were in it. I, I popped in, but I, I can't oh. keep up. I can't keep up. It's, there's lots going Your Discord compared to the Daily Talk Show Discord. Oh my God. Our Discord is, is just a nightmare. Like it's, oh. yeah. there's, there's, we're just so bad at just being in there and chatting to people. Can I yeah. jump in it? I don't have, I don't think I have it, but I'd yeah, like to sure. jump yeah, in. You can, yeah, you can There's jump in. Maybe you can on. run it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty busy, guys. Didn't, <laughs> didn't you hear the start of the show? Yeah. <laughs> are you still um, doing... Yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, 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 you go, you go. Oh, I was going to ask if you're still... Are you planning on doing any more of those quizzes or anything like that? Oh, I was doing uh, trivia nights via Zoom, uh, mm-hmm. which was really fun. And it's funny because, it, like, you don't really realise how limited your like knowledge base is until you have to write trivia questions because like pretty much every question I'm coming up with is pop culture based on like something, (laughs) something from the nineties or the two thousands. And I'm like, put a, put a geography question in there. But I'm like, I don't know anything else. Like my mind is just polluted with like facts about music, games, movies, and TV and like nothing about history like or any other subject pretty much <laughs> so i pretty much like i started googling like what is the chemical element symbol for like argon and then like that was a question and i didn't even know the answer i think it's ar or ag, AG but anyway maybe. ag yeah <laughs> but uh it, it is, is really I, I i haven't um i've been just like i said earlier like i took a break from just doing anything but i'd like to do that again it was a lot of fun yeah so gb you've got you've got the video to do uh that's right yeah so oh, are we doing a video no 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 just uh 
Josh mentioned in the little snippet that I have to make a video for Mason. Happy to. Oh, yes. Completely Happy fine. to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Actually, is my I love was, language. I was saying today, Mason's ideal birthday at the moment will probably be going to an IMAX cinema and watching like Interstellar or something like that with just like, and just having, you know, this yeah. amazing film or whatever it would be. And love like, Christopher yeah. Nolan. And then love we started Matthew watching uh, Matthew McConaughey scenes on YouTube. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that happened. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I do love... I think that would be great. I would love that. So, what are some virtual things that we can do, do you reckon? Like, what, what's, what are some good apps? <laughs> Have you guys played Among Us? No, no. Or heard of that? it? So, Among Us is this is this um, new game that you can get on your phone where you can play in a group of people and, like, everyone's in, like, a spaceship and you have to walk around and complete different tasks in the spaceship. But one person who knows but no one else knows is a is a murderer and they have to go around and try and kill all the other people without someone figuring out that they're the murderer so it's that's a fun oh, thing that you could do and, cool. and like stream I it. love that and it's really easy to play um so that's my idea next that's a great Jess, idea. what's your idea <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've already played a fun lab surely we can what's fun yeah. yeah we did this thing with fun labs who what, they own strike bowling and holy oh, moly and all those sort of sort of things, oh, but they've cool. they've pivoted uh, to yeah, virtual virtual <laughs> games. So we did this team building thing, I guess, <laughs> where nice. we played Zoom games with them. That was great fun. That was so much we fun. get them to organise it again. Yeah. Apparently, they can you can book in and they can set it up for up to five thousand people at a time. Wow, five thousand. That's I don't know yeah. how that would work. A lot of people. 5,000 of your closest friends, Mason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think we're all missing something. Like, no one, none of us have actually asked what Mason wants to do. And it's his <laughs> Like, none of us what have do done do? that. What do what you do want to do? Um, well, this is the hard thing. Because I, 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 I'm not a party guy. Like, I, I, do, I do enjoy having... Not what like, I've heard. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, just joking. Like, the... I mean, it's been discussed, but there's probably, like... 12 people, 12 to 15, maybe 20 people max that I would want at my birthday party or to hang out on my birthday. And so some small intimate thing would be nice. Um, and I guess that has to be done virtually. So it would maybe be some Zoom thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I know we've we've got a bit of a step challenge at the moment. Um, oh, and yes. it's... We, we've all committed to what well, I've committed to 10,000 uh, 10, steps a day. Uh, Jess, you've, are you 10,000? You went down from 16,000, I believe. Yeah. I, I mean, technically, I haven't committed to the 10,000 yet, but I'm going to have to because I've really messed up my steps. Last okay. <laughs> and and Josh is, is leading it with 16,000 a day, he reckons he can get. And so TJ reckoned. He's done 400 today. <laughs> so T- TJ reckons the day before my birthday is the last day of our walking challenge so we could do a big group walk together socially distanced but it does look like a bit of a um I love that idea that's so protesty <laughs> a bit protesty yeah, it does look do you reckon bit. if you have banners nah. <laughs> <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday yes, 97 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can't we just do a picnic or something and oh yeah we what I was gonna say yeah but it might oh. be like 10 people that's the thing. Who's but we could maybe cut? do like a BMC one. I'm sure Mace doesn't want me there with his friends and family. So maybe we could do like work. No, no. Friends. friends and family is work, you know. It's just, okay. it's all. <laughs> you you yeah, guys can come. That's great. 
Yeah, were we included in that 12 to 20? Or yeah, actually? yeah, 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 for sure. Great. Okay. Didn't we speak about this with the 10 people and it was literally yeah, just all the like BMC you, people? Yeah, yeah, B- BMC is the 10 people that I'd have. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, this is but, great news. That means you have no friends that aren't work friends? Outside of work, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've got a couple. Hey, I'm your friend. There you go. <laughs> no, I've, I do. That's something you've got it above him. I've got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? But friends. I have him as a friend because <laughs> Mason can't have himself as a friend. That's so, George, you literally said the only thing that I have that that Mason doesn't is that I have him as a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I have got I've got two best mates from from primary school as well, but it's only two. So, what are their names? Uh, Jason and Andre. Sounds it so, take a that, bit, is, that is so made up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so made up. You're like, ah, uh, Tim and Amanda. <laughs> like, I can do that too, Mason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something that you have above me, which you want to bring up at the start of the show, you've got a, you reckon that you're a bigger Ryan Shelton fan than, than me. I is that true? love Ryan Shelton. I just, <laughs> he is the funniest person in the world and i listened to your episode was it last week you did an episode yeah it was yeah yeah and uh, i just remember the um is is it I, I, the institute of sayings is my favorite and i love <laughs> your the one you brought up was um it's like trying to find a needle in a bee stack yeah. my favorite one my favorite one from that is um uh i'm uh it's like do you want some do you want some sushi and he's like no thanks i'm fuller than a pair of fat packets of dice. (laughs) I don't know. And my other favorite uh, Shelton thing is in that same sketch. And I say this a lot and no one understands it, but he's just brainstorming ideas for sayings on the whiteboard. And he's just like, he's just got big cat grass written on it. And he's just like, oh, big cat grass. And I... I always just say big cat grass and no one gets it. But to me, it's like the funniest thing in the world. We'll all get it now. Uh, (laughs) He's so good. When I uh, worked at Radio Karate, because I worked on Hamish and Andy's Perfect Holiday, which was a TV show, a TV special they did for nine. And I was talking to Ryan about the Institute of Sayings. And Tim Bartley, who's like, he's the fourth member of Radio Karate, who is more like the camp, he's behind the scenes. He doesn't do any performing. Mm. Um, he was digging out some of the old stuff and he gave me this piece of paper, like this sheet of A4 paper that were on it, handwritten, were all the all the like original ideas for sayings, for the Institute of Sayings. So there's like oh, easier than a one-legged river dancer and um, <sighs> like fuller than a fat packets of dice and they're all just written there and he's like oh this was like when we were originally brainstorming that so i've got that in my um at my at my parents place i've got that piece of paper and it's like the best piece of unofficial merchandise ever that's so right (laughs) frame that yeah for sure that's so good (laughs) so what was that whole experience like doing the perfect holiday thing it was really cool it was it was the first ever like tv thing i'd done um, cause I had pretty much only worked in radio and podcast before that. And mm-hmm. I was in a pretty junior role. Like I was, I was pretty much like a assistant researcher or a junior researcher, but like basically like I would, I was there one, no, was I there? I think I was there twice a week. Maybe I can't really remember now, but I would go in twice a week and just research 
potential story ideas for America um, for that show. So I'm not sure if you saw that show, but one of the ones that I I saw was the um, they did like a glacier a glacier harvest and Mm -hmm. they had to melt down they melted down the the water and tried to sell the water. So that that was one where I just saw on I was doing research and I saw these guys were were doing that and I was like, oh, this could be a good idea. So it was basically like all those stories, there's a team of researchers um, who are just trying to find anything to do, anything zany, quirky or weird to do in America. Um, So that was a lot of fun, but I did feel a little bit out of my depth at some of the times because it was so new to me. Yeah. Um, But it was a great experience. So then when you're researching and you find these things, who do you tell it to? Yeah, great. So there's this guy... The, the lead researcher or the lead producer, I suppose, is a guy called Tom Peterson, who's a, who's a great guy who uh, also is the producer and I think a writer on Charlie Pickering's The Weekly. Um, so he's a really like big TV producer. And so he is who I was reporting to. And I just say, hey, here's what I found. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. And he then... He then goes to H&A and the rest of Radio Karate and pitches them right. and comes back and says, can you find out more about this? Can you find out more about this? Um, so, yeah, so, it's a really interesting... Like, I had no idea how any of those shows worked and then yeah. I was kind of in the midst of it. So, are Hamish and Andy across kind of the broad ideas then, but they don't know which ones are going yeah. to be picked at the end? Oh, uh, no. So, the final choices would come from H&A. So, there'd be a pool of like... yeah. Yeah, I mean, like with a, each other, like because weren't they secrets? Some of them were secrets, yeah. Some okay. of them would be secrets yeah. that only one person knew, so you mm-hmm. wouldn't discuss them in front of the other. But yeah, some of them were like, yeah, some of them they'd both know about. Yeah. So yeah. Oh man, sounds yeah. so much fun. Yeah, it was really cool. All right, well, I think that's pretty much all we got time for, unless there's anything else you guys want to talk. About. <laughs> <laughs> we kept you for for longer than we said. I, I I just assumed we were going for the rest of the day. To be honest, <laughs> I cleared my calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing happening. <laughs> uh, you can catch Mike on uh, Hamish and Andy every now and then. You pop up I, from time I'm on to time. this week, I believe. Really? Oh, that's exciting. One of my favourite things in the world, Pokemon. Oh, that's right. So that's happening. And <laughs> listen to Willosophy and Tofop and Fofop, Chaser Report. Uh, <laughs> the other eight shows. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and you can listen to my podcast, 20th Century Boy. If you like, and you can, and I assume we are all going to do this straight after this, listen to Release the Sounds. Mm, yeah. Uh, and it's on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube, so you can do that if you... And if you can you buy the CD. Buy a CD, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't think our website's up anymore. Okay, so don't buy a CD. <laughs> if you want to buy a CD, DM me on Insta, radio.mike, and I'll... I'll, I'll sort you out. I'll, I'll do <laughs> you a good price. I'll do you a good okay. price. Yeah. You just really need to get rid of these last CDs, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Definitely Thanks check out 20th me. Century Boy. It's a great podcast. I love it. <laughs> Jess has got the Spotify up. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. Bye. Gotcha.